Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seek Therapy Podcast. I'm Jasmine. And I am America. And I'm Jasmine Ty. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. I know it's been a minute. We didn't have some challenges. Shout out to Mercury and Retrograde, honey, because that hoe is retrograde and like she ain't never retrograde before. <laughs> that is for sure. So how is everyone doing? It's been a minute. What's been our highlight? What's been our challenge? I usually start, so I guess I'll just start. <laughs> My challenge of many, let's see. One is that I just randomly realized I was just casually in a depressive state. <laughs> I was like, damn, why I don't do this? Why I don't do that? Why I don't do this? Why I don't do that? I just stopped doing all this shit. <laughs> and so, um, being able to really sit back and reflect and be like, oh, that's what's happening. Like you're depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of challenging just because I felt like I was doing all the things, working out, but I also was not journaling, prioritizing my vitamins, none of that. So acknowledging is the first step. So now I'm working on that. Another challenge people wanting to like cancel 15 minutes before session and then debate a late cancellation policy that they consented to. No. I'm not gonna debate with you. <laughs> you can actually get off my phone <laughs> and, review, <laughs> and review the email that I forwarded to you to remind you because you seem confused. So that was a challenge for me. And being in the depressive state, like just ruminating on shit. <laughs> so then I'm like letting that situation, I'm working out, still thinking about it. Like, you know, just a challenge. Mm-hmm. But my highlight, like I was telling y'all earlier was me and my best friend threw a party yesterday. Nine nine to the two thousands, honey. We love to see her. And That's it was why. it was a motherfucking vibe. It was <laughs> it was a good time. So I am now struggling through it <laughs> the day after, but um I'm off tomorrow, so period. Hmm. Was it a house party? Where y'all throw it at? Yeah, so my friend, she lives in LA, like um, in the hills kind of area, View Park, which is like where a lot of Black affluent people live. And so we had a nice view. She has a great view of LA. So we had it in her house, her backyard, and in the house. So it was it. How have y'all been, America? What's been your highlight? What's been your challenge? Um, highlight. <clears throat> Let me see. What has my highlight been? My highlight is, baby, I'm still here. Okay. Amen. Amen. Um, and I 
I think my challenge is really just trying to make sure that I'm not over scheduling, overdoing, over committing per use. Um, I think that's probably going to be a challenge every week. So y'all just be prepared to skip past my part. Um, but yeah, that continues to be a challenge of like, girl, why are you doing too much? You don't got to do too much. But I want to do too much. Do you want to do too much? Um, so yeah, just trying to navigate all of that. But I'm still here. We still rock. Per, 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 per. Jasmine, how you been, girl? Busy. Um, teaching seventh graders is uh, not for the faint of heart. Um, mm-hmm. I was just telling my neighbor the other day about everything that's been going on because every day it's something new. Mm-hmm. And at the end of me telling these, you know, elaborate, crazy story, all the different stuff, he goes, and you've only been in the classroom two weeks? And it hit me like, it's only been two weeks. And it it feels like a month. Um, but I'm adjusting. Uh, I'm behind in my work as a student as a, for grad school. Um, so it's just been, it's really a juggle. Um, like when we close out today, I'm head to Barnes & Noble. <laughs> for okay, a while to, uh, to finish what I got to do um, so I can, you know, get my other degree. I have things to do and worry about these kids. Um, <laughs> but a highlight, while the challenge has been, mostly it's just like talking and being disruptive, right? That's really the big thing. These aren't like terrible kids, but the talking is out of control. Um, and we're not <laughs> able to figure what we need to, typical teacher stuff. A highlight has been in the past couple of weeks. Um, I did have a little boy come to me about uh, self harm mm. and got him resources connected with a counselor. You know, did my due diligence as his teacher. And Friday, mm. uh, he's in my last class of the day, and he comes up to me and he asks if he can talk to me after class. I'm like, sure. So everyone leaves. I close the door. And one of the first things he says to me is, you know, none of his other teachers know about his self-harm and that um, that he trusts me. Mm. And um, he goes on to, you know, talk about he's he's experiencing anxiety and didn't have really a word for it. So we mm-hmm. talk for a while. I walk him out to dismissal and I go back into the school and on my way to go to the counselor just to make sure I didn't need to, like, report that as well, that conversation, um, I just stopped myself from crying. And I think it was just uh, being overwhelmed with my younger cousin passing. And when he died, I have been praying that God put me on a path to touch every soul that I'm supposed to touch. Um, And so then I get the teaching job um, and to only be there a certain amount of time and this child who's going through these real things right. uh, tells him to trust me. And it just kind of was a boop to the, <laughs> to the chest. Um, so yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm taking a day to, you know, get back on focus because I noticed that my anxiety and my stress are also when I feel like I'm behind in school and I'm not mm-hmm. doing that knowing how much work it took me to get into school in the first place. Um, so yeah, just my focus between today and tomorrow is lesson prep. So I don't have to worry about that. 
and get my lesson, as my granny would say. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm glad that you're there, you know, and that you could create that safe space for that student. I know that that is such a, I don't know the, the best word, but for me, whenever students tell me stuff like that, it's like, fuck, I'm where I should be. Confirmation. Yeah. yeah. Confirmation. And, and the so, fact, oh, go ahead. You've only been there for two weeks and he already feels that comfortable to share something with you. Like that's such a, a vulnerable, a raw moment. And for right. him to be feeling comfortable enough to come to you to disclose that he wasn't afraid mm-hmm. that you were going to inflict more harm or that you were going right. to help him. Like he knew he could have that conversation with you and it, he'd be, he had the space to move forward. And I think right. that's a lot about how you are showing up in this role too, because I know at first you were like, Oh, I don't know. Am I, can mm-hmm. I, will I get it right? And it just goes to show that like, regardless of anything else, clearly you're supposed to be there and you're doing a great right. job with these kids, even if, it's a new story. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And it's crazy because I have always been the person, even pursuing therapy, I'm just like, oh, I don't know that I want to work with kids. Yeah. I was that person. And then I end up in a teaching role. And, and I, of course, I was, I, to be honest with you, I was pursuing high school more, but they needed middle right. school. Because middle um, school is rough. Right. <laughs> It's hard to remind the kids, like, it's an awkward time in your lives. Like, you're, it's okay to be uncomfortable. Like, this is that time. Your body's changing. Things are, like, the world is crazy. And they're aware of it because they're on the internet. So, it's just, yeah, it's a lot going on. Just give, thing that I was telling this little boy is to give himself grace. Um, just noticing he puts a lot of pressure on himself. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm sorry, I had that reaction because I just remembered something that I needed to tell y'all. <laughs> On Monday, my therapist texts me and she's like, hey, can you give me a call when you get a chance? Nothing emergent. I'm like, okay. She's like, so I just became aware that I'm seeing someone that's close to you. I was like, who like did I refer them to you? Oh no, that's what makes it like kind of complicated. But I'm gonna do my best to like, you know, navigate this. This won't be the first time that I've had this kind of situation come up. Um, and so then I'm like thinking, who, 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 who? It's my mama. She been seeing my mama this whole time. This whole. The whole time. I thought it was like mom first session. Remember I told y'all that my mom started therapy? Yeah. It was with my therapist. Ah, My God. She's keeping it in the family. I said, I can't make this shit up. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, we're doing so much work and now you got all the tea (laughs) from every angle. Mm. So I don't know if that's a highlight or a challenge, but I, I was going to ask you, yeah. how do you feel about it? Because you've been praising Jasmine, your therapist, since you I started. Have. Yeah. 
I, so for me, I feel like my therapist is doing life-changing work. And so, of course, I want her to change as many lives as possible. So I, I mean, it's a lot of feelings, right? Because um, I tell her everything. I don't know what it's like, you know, for her and my mom. So there's just like, because my first reaction was like, I mean, I don't care as long as they're not talking shit about me. Well, ethically, she can. And and she also can't be disclosing what you discuss. Right. Depression and vice versa. Um, ooh, I, yeah. That's a curious predicament for not only you, but also for her. Yeah. What are look, your look thoughts? Yeah. Whips <laughs> tea. That's all I got. I'll tell you my thoughts later. But that's all I got. Um, <laughs> because I, I see family members too, right? Like, or friends or whatever the case may be. And so never been a conflict. And it's usually because they referred them to me. And right. So everybody knows it's not a thing. But like, I'm not going to call and say, hey, there's somebody that I, but everybody got a different practice of how they, you know, do their work. Um, mm-hmm. I don't ever let anybody know that like I'm seeing somebody they know. I don't ever have that conversation. Hmm. Now, if you want to tell whoever that I see you and girl, you th- girl, da, da. right. Even when they, when I have it's friends so who mention the other friend, like in a session, I'll add like, I don't know who to tell them about. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know how so and so is. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's just about preference. I think right, and I think that her she's just she was trying to make sure that I felt okay. okay. Yeah, with that, you know. Yeah. Because she's like, I've been meeting with you longer, so our relationship is not going to change. Right. But if you feel away, like, let me know, and I can try and get her connected somewhere mm-hmm. else or them. She never confirmed that it was my mom. My mom confirmed that it was her because I told her that whole story. Like, oh, my therapist says she's seeing someone. She was like, yeah, that's the same thing she said when she called me, Jazz. Yes. Now, mama. Not that's the same thing she said to me. (laughs) I love it. Mama said, listen, you are going to be the only person out here feeling better. Okay. Right. Mama says she want a piece of that. Right. Right. I want her to have a piece of it, you know? <laughs> so yeah, that was yeah. just like that is a small example of how re- retrograde has been going for me. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's bi- is it not bothering you? It's something. I don't think that it's bothering me. I think that for me, like this has been my favorite go round with therapy. I've Mm -hmm. had two other therapists before her. And so I feel like I'm really doing the work here. And so now it's like, damn, like, who we're doing so much work about my childhood. Mm-hmm. directly relating to mm-hmm. another client yeah <laughs> so 
So for it's me, smart. I'm like, if you can manage that, go right. right on ahead. <laughs> yeah. And she might be, right? She might be able to use her skills in a in a way that while you are healing, it also promotes a healthy self-aware relationship for mom to be able to pour into you more. Right. Yeah. We don't know because we're we can't be in those sessions. Right. I would love to be though. <laughs> Maybe y'all can do some joint ones now. That's what I was thinking. I'm about to have a family meeting today that I called. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> family meeting. Okay. Yeah, because these are the kinds of things that my therapist has me working on, like literally doing the work. Like I, like we said in the podcast, like I can't be upset that people are not meeting my expectations that I haven't verbalized. And so now I'm going to verbalize them. And if you continue to not meet them, then I'm going to take a step back, period. Good for you. Thanks. Boundaries. Boundaries AF. <laughs> um, so now that that's out the way, do I even have anything new? Yes, I do. Um, you know, I love to put people onto new things that I am watching, listening to, working out to, whatever the case may be. And so one of my other therapist friends, Cherie, she posted the DBT skills card deck. Um, and they are for emotional regulation. Mm -hmm. So I bought that and I'm gonna start doing it this week. And um, yeah, I got it from Amazon. It has different uh, categories. So I'm excited to get into that and be more intentional. So yeah. does anyone else have anything new they wanna put the people on to? Um, I would say kind of sort of new, maybe not really. I've been really focusing more on somatic practices as it relates to anxiety, depression, and trauma. Um, and so basically, of course, it's a bottom-up approach. So we're focusing more on our body sensations, allowing our bodies to heal so that, you know, a lot of the therapy we do is around talk therapy, talking about feelings, but then also a lot of times clients still struggle because, like, they're not able to process fully and so really practicing more of the somatic, the body movement. What do I feel? What do I need? How do I know? Um, and then like moving out energy and things of the sort. So that might look like yoga or like a compassionate hug or butterfly tapping or things like that. So really making sure that I'm implementing that in sessions with clients, but also using it for myself too. Kind of goes back to the cold shower situation too, because technically that's somatic as well. Okay. I love that. I'll be honest, I've been so busy. <laughs> really just like sleep has been self-care for me. Um, yeah, I have the self-care journal and I told myself this week I was going to be diligent about going back to that 20 minutes a day for myself. Yeah. It's like if I'm going to be putting in so much effort pouring in to little people, 
I gotta fill my cup up first. Mm-hmm. You do. You definitely do. So you're worth it. <laughs> Have those 20 minutes to yourself. You know, everyone has 20 minutes every day. Mm-hmm. It's the small habits that really make a difference. Ooh, okay, let's see the glass again. I'm sorry. Oh, it's just a little. Oh, that is a cute moment. <laughs> that is actually no. Remember when we were talking about the friend I had to cut off because of their bag of views? That's where this is from. This was a, a gift. Oh, no. So see, you get good things, but once I gotta draw that boundary and cut you off. <laughs> hilarious so um i was just talking to a couple of my clients about bread crumbing you don't know what bread crumbing is okay i'll tell you and i'll tell the folks right because mm, this might fuck someone up it's when someone drops like little breadcrumbs, little tidbits of like attention here and there just to kind of keep you in line. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you are therefore like accepting the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hoping that you'll get like the real deal someday. Mm-hmm. Right. But chances are, if they are breadcrumbing you and they just doing little, little things, they don't have any future plans <laughs> with you. <laughs> with you. With you. <laughs> with you. Because it's that part where niggas be like, oh, I don't want a relationship, but the with you was it's silent. silent. <laughs> yes. Wow. Because the next girl, all of a sudden, they're ready for a relationship. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, ooh, why am I accepting the bare minimum? My mom told me when I was like 20, she's like, yeah, right now you're in your stupid phase. I was like. In your what phase? Stupid phase. Not your stupid face. <laughs> <laughs> like the face where you are stupid. <laughs> wow. Okay. And I was looking back, you know, because that's when I was accepting, oh, you know, he said that maybe he'll take me on a date in the future. Mm. Mm-hmm. And holding out hope. But you know, there was always time for the hookup. Mm-hmm. But never time for real shit. Mm-hmm. Effort. Mm-hmm. Right. Why do y'all think that we can or that people do accept the bare minimum? Because it's available. Oh. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's available to you like right. you know it's bad enough our society really focuses on like women are not celebrated women are not congratulated until they're married and have a baby that's when mm. people think you are top shit 
when you right. two accomplishments. You don't really get that same attention for graduations, license certificates, house. Right. You'll be like, okay. But you got me, you got a man. You got a man. Oh, now you got a value. You have value. So if you're being is centered around, and I right now we're just talking about cis heterosexual relationships, but if your right. value as a woman is centered around having a male partner, then you're gonna take the little bit you can get because you're convincing yourself that that little bit is better than nothing. Nothing. Ooh, can we separate that real quick? Because it's not. No, it's not at all. It's like all, yeah. But I, I get it. Did we talk about? I, it? Well, I can't remember when I said this. Did it I don't matter. It? Just say it. Okay. Just drop, it. Um, drop it. It goes back to the whole like food analogy or water. So like, if you in the desert, I think I used food last time. I used water this time. So if you out in the desert and you ain't had water in three days, and then you magically find a canteen. And you're so excited because you've been so thirsty and you get to the canteen and it's dirty water. What you going to do? You're going to drink the water bad because you're thirsty. I'm like, it's giving drink dirty water. It's giving you're going to have to drink dirty water because in your mind, you need that dirty water in order to survive. Right. What you mm -hmm. want and need is clean, filtrated, pH balanced water, all the things. But you're going right. to take this dirty canteen water because that's what's right there right now. And when you're thirsty, you can convince yourself this dirty water is this filtrated water that you both want and deserve. Right. So we're going to settle for it. Okay, it's here. It's better than nothing. I mean, it kind of meets a need. So like we're right. going to take it and run with it. Right. Yeah. And I think it's really a no, she just says something important when you're thirsty. <laughs> when you when you're thirsty, are the people in your life giving you dirty water or are they giving you the electrolytes? Oh, easy spray. Come on, all right. Questions that need answering, and if it's the dirty water, you need to pour it out. Right. Cause no, and you know, you I also think though. Uh oh, fuck them up, fuck them up. Well, probably not. But also, I think we give, we tend to give women hell, right? Because women settle for breadcrumbing. Like your mom's statement of like, oh, you and your stupid, she said stupid period or stupid season? Face. Okay, <laughs> stupid face. So you and your stupid face, right? I think we give women hell and I'm included. Because if you come to me and tell me you accepting just a little bit of a time and attention and crumbs, I'm going to give you hell too. Like I'm going to give you hell because you deserve better than that. But mm -hmm. then we also have to yeah. understand that breadcrumbing is like, it's such a form of manipulation. It's emotional it manipulation. Oh, for sure. For sure. And it is so powerful, especially when a person is deprived of those intimate needs, right? Like, so that little bit of something, like it feels good enough. It gives a person hope. And so I can't mm -hmm. fault us women. Ah, hell, probably. So, like, I can't fault us for the fact that we fall into these patterns without also examining the fact that, like, men got to do better, too. Right. Like, they just got to do better. Yeah. Right. 
And women if you don't be the only ones putting in work, right? Especially on ourselves. We can't be the only ones that are self-aware in our relationships. Mm-hmm. It has to be a hundred percent from both people. We're used to hearing 50-50. Right. Right. But it, it has to be a hundred percent of both people. You're two individuals with different experiences. Mm-hmm. You gotta put in the work. Mm-hmm. And uh oh. And if you do not see a future with someone say that (laughs) yeah don't be out here okay like you know that you don't want to be in a relationship with this person but you know that they'll hook up with you when you want it right that's not fair because they are wanting more than that and you know that It's the face for me. <laughs> because, okay, and this is where, like, oh, I, yeah, always, for a I always come back to the middle part right here, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't believe in the whole devil's advocate bullshit, but, like, I like to look at both sides. So, right. like, yes, do people have to do a better job of expressing what they want and what they need from a person? Sure. Should should a man who's interested in a woman say, like, I'm just trying to fuck? Sure. No. Like, uh, he, I mean, yeah, like, if that's what he wants. Yeah, right. Just be like, girl, I'm just trying to fuck. Like, so I'm gonna hit you up when I want to yeah, fuck. Yeah. I could appreciate right. the honesty. Right. Okay. But then also I think sometimes men might not say with their words, and hell they might, but they'll tell you with their actions. And if you still right. choose to believe something different, that's on you. And I saw a meme that I just said in my session earlier today. I said, my ears are broke. You're going to have to show me. Exactly. And if you pay attention to the actions, more than likely, they are going to show you everything you need Every to time. Yes. Every time. Every time. But Every time. I say this all the time. Words are easy. So easy. I could text 12 men right now. I wouldn't though because I'm in a There's a bay. Okay, period. Right. Shout out today. I could but I could text 12 men right now and tell them all the same thing. The same thing. And it wouldn't take me it take me less than 30 seconds. Right. Words are easy. easy. But then when it's time to follow up with the action, that's what we gotta pay attention to. Right. Is that person able to follow through in action? And if they not, they're telling you all you need to know. Right, but no. Oh, he said he wanted to like take me on a date. He's not ready yet. Not ready to take your ass on a date, like girl. Do you need to get out? (laughs) A lot of it has to do with attention and how attention deprived I remember when I was a teenager, maybe a sophomore, like right around that age of starting to date. And my bonus mom bought me this book. I don't think I have it because I loaned it to someone. But it was something about, uh, the title was around, like, how to play the game. It was written by a Black man. And I don't know um, what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, and so she, like, gave a really easy read. You know, it wasn't super thick. And I just, one of the things that stuck out to me that he had put in there, and I can't remember if he directed it towards everyone or towards women. I want to say towards women. But a lot of it was you want attention. So it just depends on how you're going to get it. And I believe the example he gave was 
strippers want attention. So they are in stripping, you know, because they're getting attention from men. And I forget what the contrast he gave. Right. Yes. This was maybe like 05. Right. So not everybody was acting right. Um, I just remember reading this and that always stuck out to me. Right. Like, do we all inherently need the attention? And it depends on just how badly you need it, what situation you'll put yourself in to get that attention, you know? Well, I could see that because if we think about the hierarchy of needs, uh, attention, intimacy, connection is like at the foundation. And like, we need that in order to be able to really go into this place of self-actualization. So I could see like, we all do need attention. Like that's a basic human need. But usually it gets ignored. Like we either ignore it for ourselves or other people ignore it for us. So yeah, that makes sense. And I think also going back to like, if you have emotionally withdrawn parents, Mm -hmm. right? And you don't get that attention or those needs met, then you are constantly looking for that. And so that's why any little bit of attention does feel good. Mm-hmm. It's valid. Yeah, it is. So you deserve someone who is going to treat you right and not just give you these little crumbs, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give you the whole damn sandwich. <laughs> and I think it's important too that we understand that as humans, biologically, our brains all have pain receptors. And those pain receptors are gonna remind us of certain situations that like bring us pain or cause certain uh, activators or certain reminders. And so in response to that, we all have developed certain things that we need to do rituals, behaviors, so that we can get our needs met. And if a part of that is, okay, I know, oh boy, I'm probably only gonna hear from him twice this week, but one of those times he gonna hit me up to come over and he gonna wanna cuddle and I've been wanting that intimacy. All right, well, I'm gonna continue to fall for or go into this cycle with him because this is how I can get this need met that I have. Now, Mm -hmm. are we sitting thinking that like, hmm, I feel touch deprived. I want, no, not necessarily. But we're recognized like, oh, I have a need. I want something. We confuse sex for intimacy often. I want something. They're giving it to me. Let me jump into it. Right. So I don't miss out on meeting this need. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. Like, we definitely understand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you also have to take a look at what you truly want and right. hold yourself accountable to saying no to shit that does not align with it. Mm-hmm. And it's hard, right? Because you're thinking like, okay, well, if I stop talking to this person, then who am I going to talk to? Because mm-hmm. how many of us are comfortable being alone? Now that's a whole different ball game. <laughs> because, honey, not a lot of us. Not a lot of us. It's really, I, I would like to quote the great and powerful words of the Spice Girls. Oh, oh. Too much. 
too much. What? Okay. Shit! Now I done threw it off. Too much is <laughs> a lot, right? But not enough could be too much. Also, something along those lines, right? Um, yeah, because <laughs> I'm a person, right? Listen, <laughs> I, I didn't play about Spice Girls, so listen. right, okay. Right. No, I don't play about them either. I've been trying to be serious <laughs> since I was six. Whew, okay, right. um, I'm in. <laughs> I I'm one of those people, right? I through college was bopping and thotting. We were the original hot girls in 2013. Period. All right. I know that's bopping right. and thotting. I know that's right. Before it was a thing, right? Um, a thing. She said, "You know the vibe." Um, you know, and <laughs> I remember going to therapy at that point in my life for the first time. And a lot of things that I was working through were what I could sum up as daddy issues, right? Dad, you know, being in my life, being active military, uh, which now I know the stress and his experiences, a lot of active duty, they bring that home and they put it on their their wife and their children. Mm -hmm. Not knowing that at that time, I internalized a lot of that and took it personal. Mm-hmm. So working through those things um, and then being in college and at that point, I'd only had one boyfriend, one experience. So having a plethora of, of, uh, of dick to choose from, let's just be real. Um, <laughs> I know that's right. <laughs> it was, I was, was about a freak on the weekend. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> So navigating through that, and I just remember my therapist, the first thing we did was, you need a, a heterosexual male relationship that doesn't involve sex at all. And that has to be the baseline. You have to differentiate male attention and separating it from, you know, intimacy, sex. My mom had always taught me that love and sex don't mean the same things, right? At all. So knowing that, but then practicing that, Mm -hmm. um, learning and gaining that wisdom. I think we talked about this before. Like, It's different for getting that advice from mom, but then learning the wisdom that comes with it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was something I, that was at 19 years old, having to start work through and process. And Mm -hmm. Also, being an only child and and just the wisdom and things that my mom has taught me, I find now that as an adult, I am conflicted to sit to know if I lean into it too much. But I'm happy on my own. I I don't stress myself out in in the guards of like a relationship. Right? I'm not cheating on myself. I'm not <laughs> worried about STDs or pregnancies or unwanted. You know, right. like, like that. Um, I'm not stressing myself. So why invite someone into that space and give them an opportunity to bring that? But it also leans into, is there a such thing as being hyper-independent? You know, I I go stints without... I think America knows. (laughs) (laughs) You know, know, I put up these walls and barriers... (laughs) <laughs> now I don't need no nigga. 
And you don't need no nigga. You're right. Um, but it is nice to have a good nigga, period. So. Emphasis on good. Yes. America, say what you got to say, honey. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> no. no, but I, and I think you're right. I think that when you have been in a single season for a, I was in a single season for 12 years, right? Oh, yeah. And like, you know, Kevin Hurt. <laughs> Damn, right. Like, I was, you know, but, you know, I mean, I use the that word single loosely. Right. right. I mean, I but... Honey. <laughs> Curvy bitch in the South, are you crazy? Okay. Let me stop. Okay. 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 Wow. Wow. Don't let the, uh, the camera view fool you. Don't let it. <laughs> okay. No, let me stop. She got that pillow but... booty. Listen, okay. <laughs> no, let me stop. Um, I'm gonna get so much hell for that right there. So let me stop. Um, but I think in that in that season, that single season, that there's a lot of different things that happen for you, and like there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of waves, right? So it's like first, especially if it's after a breakup. Mine was after a uh, eight year high school sweetheart situation, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. like that was like, oh shit. Right. It was like literally it felt like rock bottom. And then like in waves it comes and you start to learn like, okay, like this ain't that bad. I'm navigating who I am. Body change, degrees, this, that, feeling comfortable, feeling better about myself. Right. And like, so I do think you get to a certain point where you are like, oh, I don't need no nigga. Like it is what it is. Like I'm just out here. It's going to be. And I do think that it is a certain level of hyper independence that we develop in that season. But I also think that a huge part of that is it becomes a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we're trying to defend and protect ourselves because you just said in this oh, season, I'm not that. cheating on myself. I'm not worried about STDs. I'm not worried about this. I'm not worried about that. So a lot of that is like, okay, that's your protective factor. So right. you right here because this feels safe versus, mm-hmm. okay, let me figure out what it looks like for me to be comfortable being with myself and alone with myself and this joy and enjoyment and how beautiful that is. But also, if I allow somebody else in, what does that mean and look like for me? And can I lean into interdependence versus hyper-independence or codependency? Right. Jasmine said, okay. Yeah, (laughs) codependence. Oh, it'll get you every time. (laughs) What'd you say, Jasmine? I said, America said, the invoice is in the mail. A word, not the invoice. We need like oh. a, a word brought to you by America Allen. Oh, just <laughs> run up the collection plate, child. Whatever that looks like, run up the collection plate. Right, right. No, but okay, I, I, I did find the lyrics. Uh, to huh? quote, "Too much of something is bad enough, but something's coming over me to make me wonder. Too much of nothing is just as tough. I need to mm. know the way to feel to keep me satisfied." If you needed somebody to do the lyrics, I could have sung it for you. Oh, see, girl. Go ahead. You didn't say that. I said I didn't play about the Spice Girls. I missed that. That's what I'm saying. No, it's okay. She got it. She already okay, it. then. <laughs> play all day. Yeah. yeah. But saying that as like a six, seven year old, you know, dancing around, Spice World's right. on, you're not getting it. But when you're running it back in your 20s, mm-hmm. 
your thirties. Can we talk like, about that real quick? Yeah. Because that Destiny's Child free song came on. I said, Oh, that was on to something. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. like being free. Mm-hmm. I was revisiting, well, you know, because I made the playlist for the party. So I was like, damn, they was actually talking about some stuff. So yes, I do want to kind of pivot. Does anyone else have anything to say about like relationships and accepting the bare minimum there? Well, in romantic relationships? I would just say that I think it's really important that people, but specifically women, even more specifically Black women, are really mindful of how they show up in dating. Because I know a lot of us tend to have piss poor dating experiences for various reasons. Y'all not finna drag me like y'all dragged our good sis on uh <laughs> on TikTok, but you can't come for me because <laughs> baby, I'm the boss. So but um okay, but I think that a lot of us have had very piss poor dating experiences. And so when we do meet somebody who like texts back or it's kind of sort of nice or kind of sort of nice but really and, sometimes like, it's all it takes right or he's not abusive right or he's mm. not calling you names then it's like right i done met my husband like, right this this the yeah. one for me and it's like girl and truly the bar yeah. is in hell the bar is in hell because oh. you should expect for the people around you to be bare minimum, show you respect, care, love, and attention. That's the bare minimum. But when we have these situations, because the other situations have been so pissed poor, we tend to put these people on a pedestal. And so, oh, you're giving me these things I've never felt before. So like, I can't let go of this. I have to hold on. Now, are you meeting all of my needs? No. But like, you're essentially, you're settling for less than what you want. And so then it turns into self-sabotage because if you say you want a relationship, but buddy just going to come through and clap them cheeks every other week because you in a rotation and he got to make sure he got his lineup together. Right. Then that's mm-hmm. not what you're not getting. And a person can be a good. Okay. No, that's not what I'm saying. I had. Mm, okay. Let me try to take work out of it. I've heard recently a similar mm-hmm. situation. And the comment was, but he's not that bad. Mm, but he's not that good. Ooh. But he's not that good either. He's not. Yeah. Common courtesy and basic human decency is like, Basically. that should not be the bar for exceeding expectations. Right. It's literally right. like, hell is here. Hell. And that's the bar. And we're under. under. <laughs> The depths, the bars in the depths. The bars in the depths of hell. Right. Damn. <laughs> Damn. So, America says something important, and I think that I just want to reiterate that you are settling. Yes. Yeah. Totally. Settling for less than what you both deserve and desire. Mm-hmm. Right. And in the end, when that when that man pop up in a relationship, ooh, ooh, after saying, 
He wasn't ready. He working on himself. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You gonna be sick as hell. Sick. <laughs> to whoever. And you gonna be like, girl, he, that nigga, that, that, he ain't shit. Okay, baby girl, but also, he told you he ain't want a relationship. With you. With you. And you continue <laughs> to throw, mm. Mm. you continue to oh, allow certain things to happen. I remember y'all said something was vulgar. I'm trying not to be vulgar. You raw dog. Be, you can be like raw dog life, right? And raw dogging with him. Right. Uh oh. You're trying to manipulate him into seeing how worthy or to see that you you're worthy. Are. I used to be that girl. I Save used to that. be that girl. Because I know, right? I spend all this time with me. I am me. I know how fucking dope I am, right? Mm -hmm. I know that. But I would bang my head up against a wall of letting a guy that I was interested in or intimate with, oh, uh, why can't he see this? Mm. And so the first thing I did was when dating, I stopped being the cool girl. Because what do you mean? so the cool girl, right? The the you and oh, this, cool. this low-key might be manipulation as a woman, also, because we're capable of it, right? You talk to a guy, you learn what he likes, what he's into, and then you mold yourself into presenting mm -hmm. all the things. All the things. I'm into basketball. First off, Ooh, first off Jasmine. I'm into any sport if there's chicken and beer involved, but otherwise, I'm not sitting <laughs> at home watching any kind of game. Right, at all. Unless there's chicken and beer involved, all right? Honestly, I'm so, there for the... Uh... Commercial. All of a sudden, like I'm into stuff. I'm trying to learn how to play Call of Duty. The fuck? Mm -hmm. Not oh. Call of Duty, sis. Girl, it's I love the honesty. 2K. And I tried to pick up 2K. You know what I mean? Just to like not trying to pick up <laughs> like a pickup <laughs> game. I'm like, I'm at the you know what I mean? So like, I, I'm telling y'all, like, used to try Man. and hold it. And at the end of it, when it doesn't still work out. Then you start trying to grab at straws because, well, wait, hold on. That wasn't actually me. You might actually like right. me. But by then, no one cares. So right. as an adult, I now go into the situation 100% myself. And yeah. if it doesn't click, then you're not the one. Move around. Right. So ooh, ooh, to read the lyrics. From free, Destiny's Child. Ain't no feeling like being free when your mind's made up and your heart's in the right place. Yeah. Ain't no feeling like being free when you've done all you could, but what's misunderstood? Period. Mm. Wise words. <laughs> yeah. Because and if you're pretending to be somebody else, you're never going to attract the person for you. You ever. are not. Ever, ever. ever. Not. Like in a fake, a fake version of you, like that's not even who right. you are. Just right. to be and how much, how much work is that on you to remember what the fuck it is that you gotta be showing up as? Like, mm -hmm. What am I supposed to be into today? Yeah, cancel it. We going. Uh, I said I like what's uh, my favorite character is who? <laughs> like no, Looking no. Yeah, none of it. Work. And then be upset. Because he go to the next girl, who, who don't who don't like herself, like right? And she roll her eyes and got an attitude, and he eating her up. 
Yes. Meanwhile, you were trying to play cool and da-da-da-da, and the next girl got boundaries and standards mm -hmm. and having these conversations, and you like, well, damn. I was playing yeah. it cool. Yeah, too cool. Too, too fucking cool. cool. And it was kind of also given a little pick me. Yes. 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 So if and you are like, listening to this and that's you, therapy is going to be the first place to seek out to start that self-awareness to break them down right. what right. that construct is that you've built. Right. Because, honey, you got to be yourself. You're never going to have what you want if you are putting on a facade. Like, mm -hmm. you're not going to attract the same caliber of what you are wanting yeah. you know and so you deserve it to just show up as yourself and whoever likes it likes it whoever don't don't like I told my husband when we met I'm not even joking first conversation I said hey I'm Jasmine I'm Moody um <laughs> da -da 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 -da. But I'm letting you know, like, this is who I am. So whenever that shit happens, you are not confused. Because I told you that I'm moody. I'm a cancer. Like, can you handle it? <laughs> and that's how you date. That should yeah. be how we date. Women are yeah. so focused on, does he like me? Is he going to want me? Bitch, do you like him? Sorry, not bitch. Yeah. Girl, do you like him? Well, girl, do you Honey. like yourself? Oh, Jasmine, can I throw this at you? Let me catch it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tea. Sometimes we don't like ourselves. And so when people are showing us any sort of interest, it's like, all right, cool. Yes, I have value now. Thank you. I have the but value because have someone you. saw it in me. But I'm telling you, you got to first. You got it. And see it in yourself. Right. America. But it don't even be that they, that they might see the value in you. But they're not treating you like they see the value in you. Right. But because they give you that little, just that, the little crumb of salt. Mm. Then it feels like, okay, they see me. Right. They see that I'm valuable. But if they really saw you were valuable, you wouldn't be out here trying to hustle. Prove to proven to them that you worthy of being in a relationship with them. Right. Diamonds don't provide their own paperwork, right? Someone sees the value in that diamond. Correct. Right. 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 And that so reach, but you get what I was saying. <laughs> I saw something that was like, oh, um, they do see the value in you. They just hope that you don't. Yep. Ooh. Yeah. And Every yeah. time that you accept less than you deserve, you're showing them that you don't see the value in yourself. Literally said that the other day. Literally. But does he not know how dope I am? Yeah, he do. He does. But he know you don't. Right. That's why you can go missing for two, three shit. months. Right. He can pop up at a bar that you went with another girl. Oh, how he now? Can, he can sit across from you in a bar and speak. Hey, girl. The Immediately, no. And and then hit you up the next night to, to chill, and you answer, and answer. on. Ooh! The disrespect. And that goes back to the whole, oh, he's spinning the block because I'm Ooh. so No, he's spinning the block to see if you feel stupid. 
Oh, tell him again. He's spending a block for what? Tell him again. To see if you're still stupid. To see if you're stupid. Mm. And then the Let's take it a step. Let's take it a step further. Right. Not even to see if you're still stupid. To see if you still don't recognize how fucking valuable you are. Right. Right. He gonna try every time. They gonna test the temperature every time. Every time. I was this girl at the bar and I saw them, but he still hit me up. And for some reason, that's clout that matters, right? He with his girl, but he hit me up on the low. Like, make it make sense because (laughs) (laughs) that means you're not giving the right energy up. (laughs) The fact that this man feels comfortable hitting you up after you just saw him with a woman on a date that he haven't taken you on. Ooh. And you think that that's cool? Mm. No, ma'am. No, sir. We got to be more careful. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to be. And I wanted... Oh, go ahead. And I know why this is difficult. Like, once our feelings get tangled up, in these interactions, right? Like, it makes it hard to really be able to tell when somebody is stringing you along. And so, we just got to be willing to pay attention. And more so, not even just about the actions, but also paying attention to ourselves. I say I want a relationship. Why am I allowing in less than what I say I want? Yeah. What does this mean? What can I choose to do differently? Because yes, they at fault, but we all as humans have learned how to get our needs met. If I know that you can see me in a bar with another girl and I hit you up tomorrow and you still gonna let me come slide through, I'm getting my needs met. So then we gotta also figure out other ways so that we can get our needs met. So that's not dependent upon other people or this person who really don't mean us no good at least not in the long run right yeah there's also a way of having that power right of still you know hitting up the guy when you want your needs met but understanding that once those needs are met it goes back in pocket you know mm-hmm. right so that comes with uh, a certain level of maturity also and you can get to those places right it's not to say that you can't have casual sex and you can't date and have fun. You could do those things right. you could hit the dude up, but just know that without those conversations, without that communication, without the expectation and the bar being set, then, mm-hmm. you know, what are you doing to yourself? Right. And being honest with yourself, right? Because a lot of times we say like, oh, I'm not looking for a relationship, but do be looking for a relationship. And so we settle and be somebody's friends with benefits, right? And tell ourselves, oh, we don't want this relationship, but constantly doing relationship shit and mad that it's not being reciprocated. Okay, (laughs) for my bare minimum accepting days. 
Oh, yeah. So I was dating this guy that was in a frat. And oh. to me, being, you know, a fresh, a freshman emphasis on fresh, mm. um, was like, you know, again, I only had one boyfriend at the time, right? So like, oh, we're dating. It's a thing. We like each other. We spend all this time together. We hang out outside of school. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Well, his birthday rolled around and he's West Indian as I am also. And I had learned, I had learned how to make proper curry chicken, which was his favorite dish from back home. And as in like went and found some pots and pans because I was living in a dorm at the time, bought this food, cooked this man dinner for his birthday. And I kid you not, somewhere between us finished eating and hanging out, you know, it's your birthday. So, you know, you know, you think, you know, where the night's going to go. This other girl shows up with a gift and she had like made, like paid and had like this custom polo made. Um, It's back when like polo was hot. Right. Had this custom polo made with like his frat number and like his name on it and stuff. And he got like super emotional because he was like, "Oh, like all oh, this love I'm receiving and shit." Wait, I'm wait, like, "Yo, hold on, hold on, hold on. yo, hey, you gotta run this back because now I done got confused." Hold on, hold on, hold on. You done made this man a meal, and then another girl done came and opened up the gift with you there in the no, present. No, no. I did. My gift was the meal, right? Wait, but you were there girl, when sis showed up. I was there when sis and showed up. There with her gift and opened up gifts together like it's a birthday party of three so it wait a minute because the homegirl was with her too it i mean just, so, i i mean i was 19 right so like, America like I got know, we got i didn't know what to do an emphasis on my bar was in hell and so yes i did i did leave after he got emotional i did pack up my shit and leave right (laughs) but it was the fact of like because it had hit me like but we're not in a relationship you know what I mean Mm -hmm. you're fucking other people because the other girl that you're fucking showed up with a gift just like I'm here being the girl a gift you know what I mean yeah wild that's that's insanity, Jasmine. She she's grown now. <laughs> so y'all yeah. sitting there eating. I'm sorry, this shit just right. that, because we have to run it the fuck back. <laughs> so y'all was sitting there eating in his room. I'm guessing. And this well, a- he, had, he was an upperclassman, so he had an entire apartment to himself. Okay, apartment. So we were like okay. at the table having and what I thought was a romantic <laughs> intimate dinner. Knock on the door, and it's old girl. And she shows up with this custom gift for him. And he, yeah, he was just like, I'm so overwhelmed by all the love I'm being shown. And yeah. <laughs> and at that point, I was like, It's a sperm. No. He said, Look at all my girls. Okay, <laughs> so, up- okay. <laughs> this, this because I mean, look at what my dick has, has done for me. <laughs> so, did you and the girl have any type of like you look at her because she knew you fixed this man dinner y'all sitting there eating so like did y'all have an exchange or was it just like 
I remember it being hella fucking uncomfortable. And I remember having the thought of, and that this might be like a cancer thing, or maybe like me thinking it was my man, but being territorial of like, do I stay and kind of stake my my claim and my territory? But I, I did end up leaping because oh, it, 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 I think once he got emotional about it, it was like, you know, yeah, yeah. It just, I knew, I knew in my gut that this wasn't the situation that I thought I was in. I wasn't in a relationship. I don't know, 19-year-old me, baby, she was a fucking firecracker. She was I a was hot mess. Crazy. She would have been. I would have been like, who the, who the fuck is not to say that that guy like didn't get his ass handed to him but in that moment no because I'm I'm also the type like I don't have fault with the girl necessarily because how do you know we probably just told the same thing the fault is so yes like cut him off shoot his ass out maybe like put some shit up in the process, you know, not gonna like you know, we ain't mad myself out on blast, <laughs> but yeah, that is yeah. that is a story, is but a you know, of having your bar so low. Were there we signs before that though for you? Looking back as an adult, yes, there was never a conversation. At the end of the day, I'm a freshman. That's fine as hell. New on campus. You know what I mean? Like, he's up like, you know what I mean? Knowing now the culture of college, Mm. it was what it was. But being naive and not understanding because Mm -hmm. the only other person that I had spent that much time with had those conversations, like, you know, just, you know, getting to know someone and then being intimate with and like, we're going on dates and things. The only other situation mm-hmm. I'd had to compare that to was my high school sweetheart. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was the only so one then, I had at the time. Can we just know, like, how, like, what, how you moved through that? <laughs> like, after that, what um, happened? Cutting him off for years. Because I'm one, so, and this might be a cancer thing, right? For me, I feel like it's either on or it's off. I'm either into it or I'm not. And once I'm not mm-hmm. into something, I just, I remove myself out of it. Mm. And not, say, not to say that that removal is instantaneous, you know, but right. once I make the decision to remove myself from it, I'm done. The door's closed. So you left out his dorm and you decided that that was that. Yeah. Now the switch wasn't turned off because I did, like I said, I told him about himself you know what I mean? Went back and got the pots that I had collected from other folks to return them and stuff. Like it was like a whole thing. It was a whole. I put a lot of effort into it because I cared. I thought I was in a relationship. Um, yeah. And the girl. Um, this also probably was it too because the girl wore. She was black and she wore blue contacts. And I feel like that's a red flag. Wait a second. I wore blue contacts. America said fight me. Wait a second. You wore blue contacts? I did until I was 22. Okay, she was probably about that same age too. I'm going to let you make it. Maybe maybe a little longer. I just... I was like, <laughs> we know your eye color is brown, girl. The way, the way that black people flocked 
to the color contest. <laughs> it was a thing. It was a thing. I'm embarrassed. You want you want people who know me gonna be like, well, damn girl, you was too. So I had to be like, wait a second. Or <laughs> <laughs> just like you Let know what? My but yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you fine. Go ahead, talk yeah. shit about it. You fine. You ain't talking about me, so you fine. No, no, no. But I just yeah, I just I was like, you know what? This isn't what I want. This is what I thought I was in. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took yeah. It took years and years, and I will say when I moved back to Houston a few years ago, the same guy and I are able to be platonic friends. And it's been, I mean, when I say like years and years, so now like he lives with his girlfriend, you know, I was invited to their uh, gender reveal for their baby, things like that. And because, (laughs) y'all have this weird look on your face, but because I feel like it's been so long, and like I said, it's off for me, you know? Yeah. I feel I feel you like I I do get that. It's hard to it's hard to give you guys that story and then be like, you know, we're going yeah, yeah, they're yeah. so, you know, but I can separate what I knew as a 19-year-old in that situation right. versus where I was at 27, you know, mm-hmm. and moving back That's to crazy. the city and stuff, you know. Um so yeah, and so now there's, I mean, there's no hard feelings, but that also comes with like, you got to check a motherfucker also. Um, I didn't just roll over in that situation um, and let it happen. And I've removed myself from myself. Um, so yeah, yeah, that's, you know, wishes to him. He's, again, you're not the one. Right. Yeah. You can make his face, she's not into it. <laughs> Listen, I am very clear that we all gonna show up different in our relationships and how we interact with people. Very clear on that. So no, ignore my faces. They just be here. (laughs) And I think, and my faces be here because I put myself in there, and I'd be like, now you know, right, right. Different experiences, you know. My experience growing up, you know, having a dad that was in my life and Mm -hmm. present, but because he was active duty military, it required him to not be at certain times. Mm -hmm. And so attention seeking or or what I deemed was positive attention was Mm -hmm. different at that point. So I sought therapy out. (laughs) I have grown from it. (laughs) And so now I can differentiate what's positive, what's negative. And my bar is a lot higher. Let me tell you. Niggas ain't just getting meals cooked just because it's your birthday. I'm going to tell you that. Yeah. (laughs) I think since then, I've only cooked probably for like maybe one or two men that I was like for sure in relationships with monogamously, Mm -hmm. you know? So yeah, that was definitely like a hard line for me. Mm -hmm. Definitely. (laughs) Cautionary tale of the, the original hot girls where our bars were super low. <laughs> well, for an say that there's been growth there because right. there's that some folks who their 19 year old self and their 29, 30, 35 year old self is the same person. So, the fact that you can identify the like, yeah, at 19, I was doing this, I'm like, right. no harm, no foul, it wasn't a big deal, it wasn't like 
it wasn't a, a life changing altering event like shit it was right. it was mm-hmm. and now at 30 you like okay well you couldn't get that out of me now exactly right. exactly. exactly yeah you couldn't get out of me now yeah. and that's why it's and funny so- to look back on but yeah back then that I mean it was a gut punch <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> but oh, let me go sure. ahead and get my stuff out of this drawer then I thought we were okay. <laughs> in the drawer, your stuff was in the drawer, like a little bit, you know, like. And this was looking back on it, so right? That's so it, confusing. That is confusing. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's but why I said we got to be mindful. It, taking my accountability, right? Was he asking me mm-hmm. to leave stuff over there, or was I leaving stuff over there to mark my territory? Oh, I mean, it was okay. put in a place. You know okay. what I mean? Right, 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 you know, so okay. yes, those are mixed signals clearly, but mm-hmm. where you know, where was I in it? Was I right. asked to leave that over there, or was I doing it because inside I knew that someone else, you know, might need to see it, right? Mm. Yeah. right. And sometimes yeah. we also can like romanticize situations. Right, yeah. and make it be more beautiful than it is, you know. And so, I know for myself, I definitely did that a lot in that age range that you're referring to 19. It's like, oh, okay, this is my man, but bitch, <laughs> where was the date? Where was the communication? Like, where was the consistency? None of that was there. And so, having this conversation what are we, right? I know niggas hate that. Right. What are, but what are we? Yeah, real talk. So that What's I'm that clear, going on? So that I know how to navigate this shit because I can't be thinking we in a relationship and you're not, right? I had a friend in the past who was at this nigga house, you know, spent the night for the weekend, her friend called, oh, what you doing? Oh, I'm at my boyfriend's house, right? Hang up the phone. He said, hmm, why'd you say you were at your boyfriend's house? Yikes. <laughs> You're going to have to fight me. You're going to have to fight You're right have to this fight. moment. <laughs> because, bitch, what do you mean? Like, I'm over here cleaning. Like, well, I'm not over here cleaning, but, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but see, that's why we have to stop romanticizing things and see what it is right and we have to have these uncomfortable conversations I'm not asking to press you I'm asking so I know how to navigate this shit yeah because I'm not going to be doing girlfriend duties and your your girlfriend pulling up with a gift (laughs) like I'm not doing it and be yeah. okay with asking that off jump because I hear so often where I don't have a stake in this. We only been talking a couple months. A couple months? We only been talking a couple months. Like, I don't, you know, I don't want to press nothing. I don't want to ask no questions. It is what it is. Like, I don't feel like I could ask that. I can't set boundaries in this because I just met him. I don't get to have those conversations. And it's like, yes, you do. 
Anytime you are investing your time, your energy, your effort, your attention into something, you get to ask questions. Yeah. And you get to have those conversations about and be very clear about what your needs are and finding out what the other person's intentions are. Right. And if you got to ask what we doing. Mm. My parents also bought me a book called He's Just Not That Into You. Because uh, that oh, be yeah. what it is. That be that what it is. Be, yeah. Yeah. Because people's actions show you every single time how they fuck with you. And we can either take off our rose (laughs) rose glasses and like be like, oh, this is what it is. Right. Right. Or we can keep them on and continue romanticizing and essentially hurting our own feelings. You're breaking your own heart. Yes. And I tell people this every day don't don't give nobody more than one chance to tell you they don't want you right like because rejection is hard enough alone you know right but when you yeah it's one thing to rip the band-aid off either you do it fast or slow but to rip it off put it back on keep like oh yeah and you putting it back on because you choose to put it back on right they know and they are going to keep Taking you back because it's easy. It's beneficial. <laughs> Listen, right. if you know that you can hit up one person or multiple people, but one person, right. and when you call them, if you got a need, they're going to meet it. They're not right. going to be nagging, complaining, bitching, right. moaning. They're not going to be too busy. They're going to clear their schedule for you. All of these things, you're going to hit Ooh. them. You are. Like us, as wi- us as women. If we know that we can hit up one individual to get whatever those needs are met, same things I just named, getting that physical attention, emotional attention, whatever it is, getting a bill paid, whatever it is, you're going to hit that person up. You might not like them like that, but you know you can get your need met. Right. They do the same thing. Yeah. And so that's why you have to have that accountability piece. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this what I even want? <laughs> like, why do I yeah. continue to entertain this if I'm mm-hmm. saying that I want a relationship and they consistently show me that they don't want a relationship with, with me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm telling you that with me, the with you, that should be silent. Yeah. But it puts things in, in perspective once you realize it is there. It is. And it's not like you are incapable of doing these things. You just don't want to do them for me. And that's, it's what it is, right? But I need to choose myself. And I think that's where people tend to mess up at. Like, you know you need to choose yourself. And with choosing yourself, it probably means that you're going to cut off connection with this person. Well, they're giving mm-hmm. me something. It's a right. little bit, but they're giving me right. something. And when they do give it to me, it feels good. So like, I don't want to cut this off. So I'm going to let it linger. And I'm going right. to figure out how I can make them want to come around me more and right. do things with me. And I'm going to prove mm-hmm. that I'm this. And I'm going right. to watch the videos and learn how to step my pussy package up. So oh, that he- oh, oh. Yeah. Okay. 
and I'm gonna be real cool and I'm gonna learn how to play 2K and Grand Theft Auto and I'm gonna have a popcorn ready for the movie that I don't fucking want to watch. And we're gonna have the team, this football team play. I don't know shit about, but I'm gonna have his favorite beer and wings. I don't even eat I'm gonna have all of these things available to prove to this man that I'm that worth I'm his time. That's right. manipulative as hell. So right. breadcrumbing, breadcrumbing is manipulative, but also that whole stage and show, that is too. Yes. Yeah, being the cool girl is manipulative. Yeah. Hmm. And what would and it, it be like? It does nothing but hurt yourself. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, said, I, I said, and what would it be like if you just showed up as yourself? Right. Easier. A lot easier. Yeah. It works every time. Period. <laughs> and if it don't work for them, that's okay. Right. It'll work for somebody. Right. Because they're not, they're not that great. Whoever listening and they're thinking about somebody, trust me, they're not that great. They're not. Like, if you have to tell your friend, oh, he's not that bad, bitch, you he's deserve not great. it. Yeah. He's not that great. Yeah. He's not that great. Yeah. And if your friends are telling you that so and so isn't that bad, please be a good friend and remind them they're not that great. And say you deserve you deserve someone that is good, period. So let's get our standards out of hell, everyone. Let's get them out. We deserve the best that life can offer. (laughs) Straight up. Mhm. Oh. Any last point? Do we want to say like, what is something we want people to know about like accepting the bare minimum? I can say, because uh, I, um, uh, I have plenty of stories of experiences, but I can say that. Truly putting in the work on myself uh, with therapy, mm-hmm. with the therapist that I felt safe and comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we touched on, you know, sometimes you got to shop for therapists, right? You, mm-hmm. you don't click with everyone. And it's such an, a vulnerable experience. But with proper therapy, growth is possible. Being able to look back at such embarrassing or painful uh, situations and being able to laugh at them or seeing the wisdom gained or knowing like a damn sure wouldn't happen now. Right. Um, It's such a powerful feeling. And, uh, and I wish that for everyone listening, um, everyone being touched by this, that you get to that point, um, especially if this episode really resonates with you. Um, But yeah, you you just got to, seek therapy and and start undoing those knots right unlearning unlearning yeah i tell my clients all the time i'm like you have to unlearn a lot of stuff right it took you however many years to get to this point so don't expect for you to be this whole different person in two Mm -hmm. sessions like it's the small habits that really change your whole trajectory so don't feel 
overwhelmed if you feel like you have so much work to do, so much unlearning to do, right? Because a lot of these things, these defense mechanisms have protected us for some time. And so it's okay, but we are able to just let that be and move accordingly, right? We don't have to continue to go to those defense mechanisms. So absolutely. And I did wanna shout you out, Jasmine, because 19 year old you was, you was doing a lot, right? <laughs> and, right, doing the most, we all were doing the most, right? And so your ability to completely change how you view things now and how you show up in the dating world now gives people hope mm -hmm. that they don't have to continue this themselves. So I want to acknowledge you for that. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. Of course. And then I will say for myself, I said this earlier, but every single time that you accept the bare minimum, you are showing people how they can treat you. Mm -hmm. And so you have to know what your needs are, know what your wants are, and love yourself enough to make sure that you are not settling. Mm -hmm. And I would just add to what you said. Um, those things protect us. Those, those things that we learn, those coping skills, they protect us, but they also serve as barriers for us because they only work until a certain point. And so right. that is the role of unlearning so that we can learn something else that's going to be more beneficial so that we can reach the goals that we say that we have. Um, but then my takeaway about the bare minimum is realizing that anytime that you accept anything less than what you want or what you deserve is a disservice to yourself. Anytime. Right. And, right. and so if we're talking about prioritizing ourselves and centering our needs and this whole soft girl thing, which I got thoughts around. But if we're talking about like what that really means to show up as a black or brown woman at this time, a huge part of that is making sure that the decisions you make are aligned with what you want. If you're not looking for nothing serious, then this shit really don't, this conversation that we had today for the last hour really don't matter because you can accept the bare minimum. You're just trying to have a good time. That's cool. I, I'm not against that either. Have a good time. Protect yourself. Know what you're doing. I'm cool. But right. if you say that you are wanting a long-term relationship, you're wanting something healthy and committed, then really get in the habit of questioning certain things and having these really in-depth conversations, not just with the other person, but also with yourself about what your needs are. Yeah. Right. Being honest. Woo. We could we could have a podcast about that. Being honest with yourself, <laughs> <laughs> we all just be out here lying. Right. Period. Well, y'all, this has been a good way. <laughs> I would like to say that we was deep in our bag. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, y'all got something good from this conversation. If you are the one doing some breadcrumbing, maybe you think about what is a more helpful way of navigating life and dating, right? If you are the one accepting the breadcrumbs, 
you deserve sandwiches, okay? And so, as always, remember, you can do the hikes, you can run for whatever reason, um, you can do <laughs> Pilates. You could drink the green juices, right? But if you're ignoring the things going on in your head and in your heart, then you're still not truly healthy. So go on ahead and seek therapy in 2022, honey. We all need it. So y'all take good care and we will see y'all next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>